0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the show that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement. Uh, I'm your host, Josh. Nice to meet you. If it's your first time stopping by, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope that I am able to make it so that you want to come back. Uh, to those of you who I did a good enough job to do just that, uh, thanks again for coming back. You're the reason why I do this show, um, because otherwise this is just me, some random 20-year-old kid recording in his car on his way to work, uh, for no one to listen to. So the fact that anybody listens to this, uh, makes it worthwhile. So I appreciate you. Um, saying all that, today we are going to be talking about something that I think uh, the average person in the United States right now thinks about on a day-to-day basis, which is uh, what the fuck is going on, right? Um, a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons, are very confused, to say it you know lightly, as to what exactly is going on. In society today, you know, politics don't seem to make sense anymore. Society doesn't seem to make sense anymore. Everything's crazy expensive. Everybody's mad at each other. TikTok is a thing. Like the world is just upside down, right? But what we really need to talk about is one, there are things that are going wrong in society that are deserving of critique and are deserving of solutions. Uh, You know, Facebook uh, and things like that might not be the most important conversation topic or TikTok, but, I mean, my point in bringing them up is just that, you know, to most people, the world today is very different than the world they know. Um, But some things that are definitely worth critiquing are this system, capitalism, Uh, they are our politics in America and kind of just our social structure. Um, So we're going to get into those three things. But first, I want to start off with talking about, you know, just just a little little thought experiment here. So let's say, for example, I go and I buy a car. I just buy like a $500 shitbox because I need something to drive to and from work, right? and every single day I go to start it and it doesn't start. So I pop the hood, I look around, everything looks good. I check under the car, everything looks good. But for whatever reason, I feel like changing out the steering wheel. I think that, you know, by looking at everything, nothing seems to be out of place, Um, but I need to change something to feel like I've done anything, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and change the steering wheel. So now every single day, let's say for 240 years, let's say every four years, I change out the steering wheel. Um, But other than that, every single day I try to start the car. Nothing changes, you know. But whatever, I, I don't try to fix anything because I'm not a mechanic, right? So I don't want to get involved in any kind of mechanics because, you know, I'm just interested in living my life. I don't really care much about mechanics. It doesn't have much to do with me, you know. I'm just going to change my steering wheel and hope that that works um, and go from there. If you don't understand the analogy we're making here, um, basically, in American society today, right, We have this notion that every four years, we're gonna go to the ballot box and we're gonna cast our vote. We're gonna cast our vote for president, we're gonna cast our vote for governor, we're gonna cast our vote for our mayors, we're gonna cast our vote for a bunch of different things in those four years, but every four years, we're gonna go cast our vote for president. And every four years, we have it in our mind that change is needed, right? We didn't like the last president i don't care who you are every single four years you didn't like the last president for the for the most part right you don't like the last president you want someone new okay but the majority of americans who are eligible to vote go i don't feel like voting okay of the other half Because it's usually from 40 to 50% of the eligible Americans who do not even register, or sorry, no, do not vote but are registered to vote. The other half might do some research into the two, right? Might go to their their campaign websites, might look into some of the things that they advocate for, some of the policies they're pushing, and then base their uh, opinion off of that. Another portion of that half might not do that. Might just watch TV news ads and then just vote based off of that. Other people vote because they get to leave work or because they feel they're supposed to or fill in the blank, right? So this supposed representative democracy that is according to those folks who tell us that this is the solution to our problems is supposed to be democratic and representative through the voting system doesn't even get any kind of active voting that would make a democracy viable or even visible in this country right because if half of the population that can vote isn't even voting i don't care who else is voting from that point it's not a democracy and that you know that is to talk about whether that you know That's setting aside the fact that our voting system and our liberal democracy is wholeheartedly not representative and set up in the way it is to just appear aesthetically as if it's representative when in fact it impacts zero change. And that's kind of the point, right? So if we're to talk about what the United States has convinced its citizenry it can do in order to fix the problems that its citizenry is facing it's insane it's insane, okay our government or whoever, you know whether it was our current government or just society as a whole as it was structured a long time ago and then it, you know, developing further has has created a system that tells you, you know, okay, here's how you're going to fix these problems. You're going to go in, you're going to vote for these people, and then fucking you're going to hope that they do what you want them to. And we listen to it. That, not for nothing, that's what voting is, folks. We have no organization, no groups which are actively putting their thumb down on these people that we vote for. So we're literally just, if we're voting... We're just voting someone in and then they just go, right? So why the fuck does it even matter if we vote? It, that's, the, that's, you know, that's one thing. So let's, let's put a cap in that and let's skip to the next thing, right? Another thing that is incredibly evident in American society today is the separation between rich and poor, Okay? that relationship, the inequality that exists between those two groups is evident in almost all of society, right? You go to the quote-unquote bad side of town in any city, you know, and you can see the difference between what having wealth and not having wealth gets you. And at the end of the day, realistically, if you want to jump outside of our borders, the separation between wealth And not having wealth is also the separation between being able to feed yourself tonight and not being able to feed yourself tonight. Having a home to sleep in tonight and not having a home to sleep in tonight. Because that's the reality for 3.3 billion people plus probably many more because our statistics for things like poverty and inequality, of course, are far-fetched. And, you know, extremely inaccurate or inaccurate, I should say. Because they're done by the very people who benefit from that inequality and who benefit from that poverty. So let's jump it back. That separation between rich and poor. That's told to us as being a natural phenomenon. You know, I I don't know how many times my father growing up told me that life isn't fair. Well, sure, right? Yeah, life isn't fair for a lot of people. Why? Okay? I mean, not for nothing. If we're to look at the society we live in today, we didn't just all of a sudden get born into this society. This society developed, it was man-made, it was created, and it has evolved over time. Which means that the very way that things are right now was not how things always were. Wow, what a profound thing, you know? We didn't have, always have cars, right? We used to work 16-hour workdays. Now we work eight. Look at us go. But at the end of the day, society has not always and will not ever be the same as it once was, you know? That's how things progress. When you wake up and you're fucking 40 years old, you're not the same person you were 20 years ago. Probably, you know, that's just, and I'm sure parents, you know, parents or people who have younger siblings or, you know, whatever, every single day after, you know, a newborn is born, it's like having a brand new kid every morning because it's like, oh, all of a sudden they're walking now and that's a whole different experience than before a kid is walking. Uh, My mom ran a daycare at my house my whole life. So like that shit, like that's, I get that, you know. And the difference between when kids start talking versus when they didn't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it's fun for the first few days, right? But that shows, just as it would in society, that nothing is stagnant. Nothing stays the same. So the point that I'm trying to make, in here, trying to make here is that if this distinction between rich and poor is supposedly natural, why is it that we have historical documentation of civilizations and societies where this was not and or is not currently the case? I mean, not for nothing, class in general, the separation between you know what creates rich and poor, the, the folks that are in charge of society, versus the, the folks who are under the control of society, that separation is what evolves into rich and poor, right? But that, that relationship only evolves into that huge differentiation, that huge gap between rich and poor because of capitalism. There are societies, there are societies which are trying to actively practice socialism right now and work towards socialism, which are combating those differentiations, that gap between rich and poor, and trying to bring them together and make it so that the life that the, the supposedly you know impoverished folks and the rich folks, the lives that they live are not equal, because at that point in society, we can't expect that China or whatever society you want to fill in the blank here, Cuba, the USSR, whoever, is just going to snap their fingers and all the, these problems of the separation between rich and poor, this class distinction is going to just disappear. That shit takes generations, right? But you have places which are actively trying to combat those things and then you have places which are feeding into those things like America. America, the entire system, is built on that differentiation between rich and poor because the capitalist system, look at this, the capitalist system goes like this. You got folks who own the factories or the plants or whatever, and you got folks who got to work in them. So, of course, the country that became rich, became powerful, and has seen a huge uptake in their own 1% quality of life of course is going to want capitalism, the system that created that wealth, created that separation and those antagonisms, to continue. But the only problem is, again, I think it was Marx or Engels, I don't know who they meshed together in my head at this point, who said capitalism creates its own grave diggers. The bourgeoisie creates its own grave diggers, right? The second that capitalism was created, it needed a working class. And because that working class needed to be put in that subordinate position, needed to be put under the control of the capitalists, of the bourgeoisie, of the rich, wealthy, land-owning, property-owning elites, they created an antagonism between the wealthy's interests and the poor's interests. The poor want to be able to feed themselves tonight. The rich want to be able to make as much money off of the poor, okay? Those are the distinctions between the two, and that is evident in all of society, but there is two different ways that you can handle that. You can feed into it, and you can try to address it. We are feeding into it, and that's a problem. I don't remember what the third thing was that I wanted to talk about, but let's dive into kind of really summing this up because... I mean, it's it's really not a hard conversation to have, but it's an important one nonetheless. In American society today, because both of these things are true, because society is structured in a way where, you know, there are those in control and there are those under control. Because of that, those folks who are in control of society are able to make the laws, make the money, do everything that that society does that is beneficial for themselves, right? Okay, because one thing that we as, you know, folks on the left sometimes misconstrue, capitalism, the system, right? The bourgeoisie, the proletariat, ruling class, working class. That system is bad. But the massive amounts of wealth Resources and abundance that it created is not necessarily bad. It is bad because it does not get given or distributed to those who need it, right? Because we have a shit ton of food, a shit ton of houses, a shit ton of clothes, a shit ton of money in America alone that could completely, completely solve all of the problems that the masses are facing today. We're not doing it why because capitalism is a system which if they were to do that they themselves the rich wealthy elite folks who are in charge of society would lose their power would lose their wealth and it, all other you know summation would fall into the working class would fall into that category of under control but here's the thing as that continues to happen, as more and more people fall into the working class, more and more people get fucking angry. More and more people realize they can't feed themselves. They can't pay their bills. They're working full-time jobs and they can't pay their car payment. They can't pay for childcare, So they have to have their, you know, one of their, their partner or their brother or someone watch their children, you know. They are... Put in a position where they lose any and all control, any and all power over their own lives. I am currently driving to work right now because if I don't, I can't pay rent this month. Plain and simple, right? I feel like a lot of people understand that. Here's the thing what the fuck, okay? To jump back to life isn't fair and asking, well, why? Why do I pay rent? I need a place to live. Why don't I just build a house? Or on top of that, why am I paying rent that is so expensive that because I pay rent, I am incapable of, say, getting the new car that I need or going to the dentist to get the root canal I need or fill in the blank because the amount of wealth which I am given the privilege which I am given which I I myself personally I cannot say it enough I have been extremely privileged my whole life most Americans have but I especially have right because of the privilege I enjoy I am convinced or folks like me are convinced that capitalism is okay. Well, I, af- I can afford a car, right? I have a job. I have a place to live. I have food in my stomach. So I'm doing pretty good. But the thing is, nobody should worry about those things. I'm driving down a street called Commercial Drive where I'm literally driving by 3, 4, 5,000 different cars. I guarantee you there's people in the city that I'm driving in who don't have a job because they can't afford a car and there's no jobs in the area that'll hire them so they don't have the ability to transport themselves to a job. Why? There's literally 5,000 cars I just drove by. Why can't they just have one? Same thing with houses. Why are there people who don't have homes because they can't afford rent or they can't afford a mortgage, or they can't afford a loan in order to build a home for themselves, or there's no government system which is set up in a functional and intelligent way to actually provide people with homes rather than providing people with a different form of, you know, indebtment dependence on the U.S. government, none of that is done because, guess what, it's not profitable. At the end of the day, capitalism is the system that says, I don't fucking care what you need. If I can't make money off of it, you're not getting it. That's why we don't have Medicare for all. That's why we don't have any kind of systematic and structural welfare system that helps people get away from poverty rather than just holding them barely above it, okay? Um, But yeah, man, I mean, that's all I have for today. Uh... I just really think that all of this shit is, like, pretty common sense, but not, like, common sense is, as in, like, uh, oh, why the fuck don't people understand it? Like, get it through your head. But common sense as in, like, once you hear it, it's like, oh, damn. Like, I guess capitalism really doesn't make sense. Like, or why do I have to pay so much rent or so much money just to feed myself? Like, I have to feed myself. Why do I have to spend more than, you know... 10,15 dollars a day to do it. Um, let me hit this real quick. I think that the more we continue to have conversations like this, the more people will begin to realize that society is not built in a way that is supposed to be beneficial for the majority it's supposed to only benefit a very small percent because if it didn't, then it wouldn't benefit anyone. Because the way that we're creating things is for short-term, very small amount of hands to get really wealthy and really powerful really quick. If we're to separate that out, dole that out, well then nobody can get above anyone else. They're just living life. They're just sustaining themselves. But that's what we want. We don't want anyone above anyone else because putting someone else in a position where they are above another person within society creates the problems we're facing today. And we need to address that. So going forward, we need to keep having conversations like this, pointing out what's wrong with capitalism, why things need to change. Otherwise, I mean, really nothing's going to change because we need the masses we need people to be angry we need there to be even a questioning of society as to why things are the way they are and if we're not having those conversations with people they're not going to start asking those questions themselves for a very long time and we don't have the time right one more hit If you're still listening to this, I appreciate you very much. Um, I hope that you are having a wonderful day and continue to do so. Uh, if you don't already, please go ahead and check out my social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at In Defense of Liberation. Um, you can also find me. Uh, on for liberation. site. That's w i x s i t e. Dot com forward slash um, website. Uh, you can find my blog on there. And then also, if for any reason you want to reach out to me to tell me what a stupid commie bastard I am or tell me to kill myself or you want to be my friend or you want to try to organize or you want to get on the show, go ahead and reach out to me uh, at annoyingquestionboy at gmail.com. Uh, I answer as you know fast and as frequently as possible. Um, but I think I, I do a good job. So if you want to reach out to me for whatever reason, please do so. Uh, that's where you can find me. And, uh, other than that, folks, uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Um, to all of you who are, you know, struggling right now, uh, for whatever reasons, I hope that you can get through this. Um, if you need anything, do not hesitate to reach out to me um, but also don't hesitate to reach out to anyone you know one thing that we need to begin doing especially uh, now amidst this pandemic is beginning to build community again beginning to show people that you know we have to care about one another because nobody's going to do it for us Um, I know for a fact that the government of the United States is not going to solve the problems that we need solved desperately. So we need to begin doing it ourselves. But if we're going to do that, well, we got to start talking to one another first. Uh, But yeah, that's all I got, folks. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, night, whatever time it is for you. Love you all. Solidarity to you all. And uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, This has been Josh from In Defense of Liberation. Uh, Peace.